Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it rate? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Turn your lights down low Energy bills are rising again, oh no. You voted pussy clot Boris Johnson in, into our lives again. I'm saying, ooh, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And I want you to know right now. Oh, I hate you. And I want you to know right now. Let's go again. Turn your lights down low. Energy bills are rising again. Oh, no. You voted pussy clot Boris Johnson in into our lives again i'm saying oh it's been a long long time to hold on to xenophobia girl don't wash your legs and don't season with time you got plenty problems to deal with girl you're trash, you're trash. Misery's what you clearly love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like misery and good, good suffering. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I. <laughs> Woo, woo, woo. Guess what musical I went to go and watch this week? Obviously, you'd know where that was inspired from. Please, Bob Marley, do not sue me from across the grave. But, you know, the people them needed to know that Boris Johnson is a pussy clart and our um, energy bills are rising. And what better way to tell them than with some just beautiful songwriting, some beautiful melodies, um, you know, and just giving it to the people them. But it's me. Kalechi in a blood clot place to be and you are listening to SYM officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum and if you Sarita Domingo big up yourself described my voice as just beautiful really dulcet she said like um so I claim that claim that because I am the narrator on Jendela Benson's debut novel 
hope and glory. So do remember to go and pre-order. Um, it comes out April 7th, but you can go and pre-order on Audible. And you can hear me reading this entire audiobook. My mouth was really, really tired. Um, but I did I did what needed to be done did. And it was a great, great, um, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, we just launch ourselves into um, the bits and the bobs for this week. Big up yourself. Um, well, big up yourself for coming back for another week. And if, if this is your first time, welcome. Welcome um, to here, this magical place where we examine the fuckery, but we don't let the fuckery get us down. You know, we look at it and we just go, you know what? It's all cool because, you know, I'm part of the divine and I will be okay. Um, so yeah, thank you to everybody that donated to the, um, crowdfund for the children's home. I really, really appreciate it. And the crowdfund still up. We're almost quarter of the way to the goal. Um, so by now we would have started building, you know, um, carrying on with building, getting the building up and, you know, up and ready really. So thank you for all of the love. Um, I appreciate you all. Um, yeah, anyway, let's get into the tarot for this week. Interesting. Let me see, because I didn't actually even pick out a deck. So I'll just pick out a deck now. See which deck I've got here. Oh, it's the traditional tarot deck, the Rider Waite Smith deck. Um, I just let it all charge. Oh, nice. Just let it charge by my window uh let's see do, 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 do. what's the message for this week spirit what do you want the people them to know the baby boys the baby girls and the baby non-binaries the baby nbs the baby people what are we telling every oh yeah, that was a lot of things spirits like i've got a lot of things to say we got so much things to say right now so much things to say Woo! What a musical, but we'll get into that shortly. Oh, let's see what this is. Okay, okay. Uh, no, you don't want that. All right, so let's see. I think I've got one more. Okay. I'm just going to go with it, girl, because I don't even know. I'm just going to go with it. Um, so we've got the Queen of Pentacles. We've got the Emperor. We've got the Ten of Wands. We've got the Hermit. We've got the Three of Swords in reverse, and then we've got the Ace of swords Ooh. some of you it's very very important to really know your worth know your value know your value um and just know that your value goes beyond how other people perceive you because we've got the emperor here which makes me think about the fact that like we're basing our worth and our value on what society is saying or what louder patriarchal voices um, are like saying that this is the way that things are. This is how attractive you are. This is how much money you can have. This is the kind of life that you can lead. Everything feels like it's being dictated to us and we have to look at our value and our worth outside of what other people are telling us about ourselves, especially those of you or those of us rather I would say, who um, maybe in terms of father figures, there weren't any like prominent father figures growing up, um, growing up or you weren't in close proximity to them. So it impacts on how 
you interact with um, men, cisgendered men specifically, I'd say cisgendered heterosexual men specifically, um, I think that sometimes you are right to be like wary because like sometimes they don't watch their mouth. They just say anything. They just say anything, but you can't let that penetrate into your being um, because you know that you, your inherent value, you know that that goes beyond what um, or how any man um, perceives you because we've got the 10 of wands here, which is like you're working and working um, to sort of not necessarily gain the validation, but let you already know that you're valuable. This is the thing. Sometimes it's like you already know that you're great, but then you then go on this quest of like, oh, I've got to prove it to everybody. I've got to show everybody um, this thing. And it's actually like, well, no, because they'll always have something to say. There's always going to be an issue. Um, you've got to focus on you've literally got to focus on you. We've got the hermit card here, which is like the Virgo card. So we've got um, the emperor and then we move into the hermit, which is saying that it's important to look within. Like, of course we need community to speak life into us and we need all of these things. And I believe that you do, we do have a community that already does that. But when you start looking at other people who aren't even well-versed in how to communicate lovingly, um, how to appreciate anything other than what, societies forced down their throats um they're not going to be able to see what's magical about you so it's about really really staying focused on your inner life and staying grounded and trusting in your inner light that it will continue to you know lead the way um you've got to hold on to that because I've, we've got the three of um swords here in reverse reminding you that you just don't need to break your own heart over people who aren't really worth it. Not everyone is deserving of your heart. Not everyone is deserving. Sometimes like, you know, when you meet those people and they're like, oh, I put hundred percent into everything I do. I'm sorry. No, not in 2022. There are, there are things that yes, of course you put 100% into. And there are other things that you put 10%. I'm so sorry. There are things that you put 10% into. And that also includes people. You give them 10% and that is it because not everybody is deserving of your 100% and you have to be able to discern who is deserving and who isn't because then we've got the Ace of Swords here where you are not expending energy on people, things and environments that aren't pouring back into you. Then you have more clarity. Then your self-confidence is boosted. You trust in yourself more because you're making decisions that prioritize your well-being and your peace and your joy and you've got to do that it's all right to give some people 10 percent. and I'm sorry some of your workplaces that you lot are working at they would not notice the difference between your 100 percent and your 10 percent. why because you're black so you know they're going to have a problem either way they're going to want more either way so especially if you're starting at a new job come into that new job at 10 percent Come into the new job at 10% because your 10%, you'd be surprised that your 10% is more, is, is somebody else's, is your colleague's 500%. Because a lot of black people are going into workplaces wanting to give it their all, give it their all. Meanwhile, your colleagues are sitting there doing fuck all. So no, approach things with a certain level of kind of like self-awareness in that I'm brilliant. I'm amazing and I don't necessarily need certain people who can't see that to tell me that sometimes you can't change people's minds you know they're so stuck in a very weird space that 
and a very weird, unhappy space that they can't afford to see how great you are because it would really shatter their perception of life and their perceptions of themselves. So it's in survival mode that they are choosing not to see you. So you know what? Sometimes for their own survival, let them do what they're doing over there, but your worth should not be tied to that. That feels like a very abstract message, but that's the message for this week what's at the bottom of the deck out of curiosity the chariot look at that the chariot we're going full steam ahead there are things to be done there are things to be gotten there are there's life to be lived or more life is for the living body no be firewood life is for the living stop giving people 100 percent. give them 10 percent. spend this week giving everybody 10 percent. because why you deserve your 100 percent. let everybody get 10 percent. they'll be fine they'll figure it out unless you've got like newborn babies that maybe don't give them 10 percent you know just discernment the power of discernment use it figure it out but all i'm saying is that honestly some of you are working way too hard for people um and relationships that do not deserve that amount of effort just so you know so that's that for um, the tarot this week. I pray that it resonates with you. Um, let's see what we've got here. So, oop de doop de doop. My share your magnificence. That's where we're going. Share your magnificence for this week goes out to the cast of Get Up Stand Up. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic um, musical. It's um, based on bob marley's life and um, bob marley's music um i had a great time i had a great time i thought it was really really interesting the speech uh at the end um about still not being free oh that got me in my feels that got me in my emotions i definitely felt that um declan spain who plays bob marley did a good job did a good job it was um it was good um my uh favorite um lead what has to be rita the uh, the actress that played rita marley i think her name is danielle wait where is it uh, gabrielle gabrielle brooks she plays rita marley i saw her in Ju juve as well like where did you get that voice where did you get that voice like Ursula better not find you, you know, because you saw how she tried to bad up Ariel. Don't let her find that voice because that is a stunning, my God, what a stunner. That voice is just brilliant. Brilliant acting, brilliant emotion that was conveyed there. Like, gosh, just beauty all around. Gorgeous face, gorgeous singing, gorgeous emotions. I truly enjoyed it and Cleopatra was in there Cleopatra I think she was the head um the year above me at Brit school Cleopatra's voice is a madness it's actually just a madness like wow like it was like that at Brit and I think that it's um matured it's it's grown like yeah like big up yourself Cleopatra because and Cleopatra was funny as well from what I remember she's funny in this as well like brilliant so love that and of course of course baby boy Daniel Bailey wow 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 you really did what needed to be done because just brilliant acting brilliant acting I'm I'm so so just 
honestly, the different characters, the commitment to the characters, just a showstopper. Literally, you were a showstopper because once you came on and you were dancing about and you were giving it to us, um, no, it was it was brilliant. Thank you so much for let me have such an exciting time. Let me have such a beautiful time. It's amazing to watch um, everyone doing their thing. Um, uh, but you playing Lee Scratch Perry, you doing that was perfection. So two slaps on the chest of everybody. And Sophia McKay, that was my other, my other fave as well. So Sophia McKay, big up yourself. Two slaps on all of you lot's chest, man. You're doing something amazing with get up stand up you're doing something incredible because it's well written as well like it's well written because at first I was worried like am I just coming to come and hear people sing um aimlessly but actually the way that it was bolstered with the with the storyline kind of like following um Bob Marley's life was really 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 good and I know that the night that I went there were lots of white people in the audience and I loved that it made them kind of stop because every time that the song was, you know, the songs were being sang, they, you could see them kind of going, they wanted to turn it into a karaoke. And it's like, no, because you're going to learn things as well. And ultimately, this is why I think that I didn't ever really vibe with Bob Marley like that. I'm saying that like I knew him, like he was just like, I saw him in Brixton one time. But no, I just, I've always felt a bit like Bob Marley was like white people's possession it's a bit weird maybe a way to describe it but when white people like someone a lot I don't it's the best way to describe it and it's not like I didn't like oh my god no it's just that I it wasn't I just didn't gravitate towards there like I know Bob Marley's music I know roughly I I, well I thought I knew roughly about his life but I wasn't that engaged because why because white people were all over it so I wasn't really in it but it was so interesting to me how the dynamics that are described in the um, in the play are still prevalent today. I now you're going to think that this is wild. I'm sure you'll be like, "What?" Especially the, the Jamaicans. I'm a Jamaicans. They're going to think that this is really wild. But I didn't actually know that Bob Marley was mixed race. I didn't know that he was a biracial Bob living in a yeah. Sorry, I didn't know that he was biracial. Um, but again, this is the lack of um, attention that I paid to the whole thing. And I actually think that the fact that he was biracial, that proximity to whiteness also played a part in his fame. Because we see it nowadays, especially in Britain, all of the people that are, you know, trotted out um, as the black voices in the UK, as the ones that we should be focusing on, pretty much every single person is a biracial girl boy, is a biracial. Um, and while that might make some biracial people who are listening uncomfortable, it needs to be said because this we're looking at, look at where um, the uh, decade of um, Bob Marley and then look at where we are now. And it's the same thing. And it's not like Bob Marley was more talented than um, his contemporaries, but there was something about him that was more palatable to white audiences that they felt drawn to. And that is part of it. So yes, he, um, you know, he had these songs where he spoke about the revolution and things that needed to change. And he felt like he was very much about that. Um, But that didn't perturb them because they were just like, but you're still safe because 
you are part you know you are partly white so there you go and i i see that as a thing that is still happening today and it does make me sad because you just think to yourself like there are very very um talented very knowledgeable very you know just incredible people that aren't seen because they're not biracial and by specifically biracial in the sense that they have a white parent so they are not they do not get access to certain things when when people are like oh who should we get to speak about this thing or who are the people that we need to get to the women of the world festival i always find that really really funny when that comes around year after year because it might as well you might as well just turn it into an overall book festival because how you tend to overlook me or try to book me at the last minute will always be hilarious to me very wild behavior um but it's it's a safe it's a safe zone that's what it feels like to me and has felt for a few years it's a safe zone um palatable voices that um will tell other people that they're rabid wolves when they um critique right rightfully critique them about their dedication to the monarchy um very interesting times but you know me i will say what i want to say so i found that very interesting and as um actually the show the show as a whole it didn't warm me to bob marley i'm sorry i don't i don't i don't find bob marley a likable person i don't because i don't like how he treated rita marley and i don't like how him and men like him tend to use their belief system um as a way to and perpetuate misogyny when he kept talking about oh, this is our circle and then you're always in the center while he's going and impregnating lots of women um i didn't like that and if you don't want to be in a relationship with someone just don't be in a relationship with them you know if if what you wanted to pla- and it's funny because a lot of men swear that they want to practice polyamory but i'm sorry y'all motherfuckers are fragile as fuck okay you can't do no polyamory okay y'all can't even do polythene okay y'all can't even do polystyrene okay you don't need to be doing polyamory okay get that no honestly you the 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 poly part of it you only want it to apply to you when the person that you're with now they want to you know express themselves in this way no 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 you love choosing people that want to be in relationships when you yourself you want to be single why why so maybe it's an unpopular opinion but the show didn't actually warm me to bob marley but it really did make me appreciate the music even more um and yeah it gave me new insights into things that i hadn't considered before so there yeah i'd say that that's that um but like i said two slaps on everybody's chest that was involved obviously i had to cuss out a couple a couple um the woman i would she looked she looked she looked i think she i think she was like mixed race but one of them ones that she dyes her hair jet black and adds weave to it jet black weave and then draws on really really black eyebrows one of them ones um and then and then slathers herself on top of um her skin she slathers um um, fake tan i'm sure in your head you can see the kind of mixed race woman i'm talking about um could possibly be from up north that's that's the vibe i was getting from the whole um garb and the whole you know like the whole setup of her aesthetic and she was with this um older white man he was definitely scouse um 
And from the moment that the musical started, the moment that it started, these two bitches were talking the whole time. And it wasn't even like, they were just having full on convo as if, as if, you know, as if where we were was a cabaret night, even a cabaret night, you're not talking like that. What are you doing? And, you know, people looked back, the, you know, the people in my row looked back once, twice, three times. At that point, you'd get the message to just shut the fuck up. But no, the both, both of them carried on talking and cackling, cackling like weirdo witches, just cackling anyhow. So I'm trying to keep my cool now. But at the same time, I'm trying to hear what's happening on stage, right? And like, that is my problem with some of these white people that go to the theatre and they go to see plays that um, star predominantly black actors. They don't show the same level of respect that they show when it's white actors on stage. And the thing is, you're going to go and sit next to somebody one day and your throat is going to get chopped. Like somebody is going to clart you in your throat because have some decorum, you cunts. Like what the fuck? What are you doing? just chatting anywhere, just chatting anyhow, chatting like chatters, what are you doing? Talking like a talker, shut up. And so they're talking, talking, people have looked back, looked back, looked back, looked back. They're not stopping. So then this um, I th- um, East Asian lady with her partner there to my left, the woman turns behind and turns back and she's like, honestly, like, please. And then this one, with that slavered on the fake tan and she's got the 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 eyebrows of darkness like her soul she's now trying to get lippy so at that point i have to jump in and i'm like can you both shut the fuck shut if if you don't shut up now you shut up useless the two of you useless and i guess they weren't expecting that sort of energy because then the guy's like oh see now you're the one drawing attention to us he says in his scouse accent and i was like and i'll draw more attention to us and i'll draw you by your neck collar so get yourself together and then i went with um my friend shayo and he's got his arm on my elbow i'm sorry yeah he's arm on my elbow because he he don't want no problems you know but i'm just like no they needed to know and instantly they got quiet instantly they shut up but why should someone have to tell you about yourself for you to just be quiet like can you not see where we're at why are you doing that it was oh anyway they ended up leaving because I, I to be honest I think that they were both extremely drunk but um yeah they ended up leaving and their t- two seats were free and so were our ears so we could actually hear what was going on on stage then at the um near the end where Bob Marley does gives this speech the actor playing Bob Marley gives this speech and he talks about white people and he talks about this talks about that and obviously that speech can make white people feel uncomfortable, right? But that's your problem. That's your personal problem. So he gives the speech now and then a white person shouts from the audience, we still love you, Bob. You cunt. It's an actor playing Bob Marley. It's literally, it's not, li- it's not Bob Marley on stage. And I just don't know if a lot of white people are aware when they go to go and watch this musical that it's not actually Bob Marley on stage. I don't know if anybody's told them, but this, we still love you, Bob. I felt like it was extremely violent because it's like, I'm critiquing what, how you participate in whiteness. And instead of you taking it on board, all you're trying to tell me is we still love you, Bob, as if I'm making you uncomfortable, but you're powering through it. Um, and you're trying to ignore what I'm saying. Yeah, it was just, and I loved the response because when that, when they shouted and it was such a, it was such an intimate moment as well. It was so 
somber that moment filled with gravity that moment and for you to now shout like a prick we still love you bob the way that i kissed my teeth the way somebody else was like shut up man I thought that was perfect because you're not going to get yourself flogged if you don't know how to behave when you see black people on stage. I'm telling you now, it's not going to end well. Don't let that be the reason that the race war starts because you don't know how to shut up when black people are on stage. Um, but ultimately, yeah, that it was a great musical. I had a great time and um, yeah, big up everybody that was involved. Everyone did a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job, like brilliant, tight, strong ensemble acting. Um yeah loved it stage design was really cute too um i liked how they showed us the different eras and stuff using like the the what is it the music trunk that they were moving the the equipment trunk that they were moving around that was really good um yeah it was just brilliant brilliant and yeah sending you lots of love daniel bailey um so yeah that's that uh and i've got a letter let's see uh share your magnificence letter where is it it's good to be in the right inbox. Here we go. Okay. All right. I think there's an update. Okay. Hello, Kalechi and fellow SYMers. Hope you're well. I hope that Lev and your partner are thriving and that your Polish family are keeping safe during these troubling times. Thank you. I have three Share Your Magnificences to hand out. I'll aim to be quick, quick, quick. The first one is for my good friend and big sis who I call Auntie Tox. She'll kill me, but oh well. We've all seen the videos on social media from black students in Ukraine that have faced adversities whilst trying to leave the country. From the useless responses from their respective home governments to the racism they have been subjected to by both the Ukrainians and neighbouring countries as the students seek shelter. Of course, as black people, we have been amplifying their stories, but Auntie Tox, Tokumbo Koiki, has taken it um, a step further alongside Patricia Daly and Corinne Sky, and set up a PayPal and GoFundMe account to raise money to help the African and Caribbean students find accommodation and get visas to leave Ukraine. You can read the full story here. I'll post the link. And they've been working around the clock to verify and disperse money to those in need, which is not an easy thing to do. So please send them your prayers and thoughts and donate if you are able to do so. Secondly, I might just merge these two. I want to say a massive share your magnificence to the black fantasy community. We're finally coming out of the shadows and into the light. And this is just so wholesome and amazing. Two weeks ago, I sat on a YouTube live panel with four black fantasy authors um, for a discussion about the state of black fiction on a whole um, and looking at how the rise of black fantasy storytelling has grown. This discussion ended up being two hours long. I know that sometimes you listen to the receipts pod on your runs, but maybe you could listen to our discussion. Here is the link to that episode. It's called Talking Black Fiction by Books and Shit. Um, I'll post that link as well. Um, I hope you enjoy this. Also, one day I really want to interview you. So I'm being cheeky and manifesting it from now. Cool. Just holler at me. Um, And I guess finally, I'll start with a quote from Marlon James. There's something to be said for walking around with your without your myth and mythological history. Essentially, fantasy is mythology. I was lucky enough to win tickets to Marlon James's book launch at the South Bank. To say he was amazing would be a lie. He was mesmerizing for someone of the older generation with that platform and influence to vindicate everything we said and felt two weeks ago in our panel discussion, I don't think there are any words to describe the feeling. So I'll end with another quote from the night. 
People always look down at fantasy as a lower form of novel, but fantasy always takes on, addresses the harder questions slash societal issues. Actually, one last share your magnificence goes out to you. Black people are not a monolith. You always say this, and until recently, I haven't really appreciated the magnitude of these words. So for that, I wholeheartedly thank you. Enjoy your week. Lots and lots of love. Thank you so much for that. That's beautiful. And black people aren't. And it's so funny that you mentioned fantasy. And I, at that point, I should follow it up with something that I'm about to say, but I won't. Everything will be made clear soon. Um, but no, I, I truly feel like we deserve to um, embrace and retrace our, um, you know, diasporic sort of like mythologies um, and, and, and celebrate that because well not the way that um what is her name willow smith was doing like make sure it's accurate please but even when we're talking about accuracy we're not we're just talking about uh, respectfulness like be respectful as you're as you're putting these things together um but it's beautiful um seeing you know different writers coming up and them just challenging what we think in terms of fantasy and what we think in terms of reality and it's interesting that those things are done through fiction as opposed to non-fiction so yeah I'm loving it. I'm loving everybody's work. Two slaps on your chest. Big up yourself, Tukumbo. Like you've you've always been out here doing bits, doing bobs. If it's not giving us beautiful food, look at you out here. Our mother, look at you out here doing what needs to be done in t- terms of supporting um, the students trying to get out of Ukraine. Thank you for the work that you're doing. And I, to be honest, I don't know the backstory about the drama that people have with Karin Sky. I know that somebody said one time that the butter the pata that they ordered didn't show up. I don't know. I I, I I actively did not go to follow whatever storyline was happening on the timeline that day because I think that some of you really have a sickness. You have a sickness because you can see somebody is really in a pretty much a life or death situation trying to escape from these very hostile environments. And all you want to say is that one time you ordered a G-string and it didn't arrive. Are you, are you all right? Are you all right? There is a time and there is a place and it is not in your ass crack. That is not what we're worried about right now. All right. So, um, yeah, anyway, that, that, those are the, that's the share your magnificence. And I'll pick up the first of this week's show sponsors who are Skillshare. Skillshare is the world's largest online learning community for creativity. Members around the world love Skillshare for discovering inspiration, learning new skills and putting their talents to work in ways they care about. Skillshare can help you to make 2022 a year of new learning, growth and connection through creativity. You can do various things on there. Like I'm at some point I'm going to get in my knitting bag because I see all the girlies knitting um I say all the girlies but you know what I mean like non-gender specific all the babes. I'm all babes. All the babes are knitting and they're making cute things and I just want to make a young pom-pom short so um I feel like I need to join the girls um but yeah whether you're a dabbler or a pro a hobbyist or a master you're creative so discover what you can make with classes for every skill level experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes that are designed for real life and most are under an hour and they're broken into short lessons Skillshare and um, Skillshare's entire catalogue of classes now offers subtitles in Spanish, French, Portuguese and Dutch. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com forward slash straws. 
and get um, a one month free trial. When you're on there, you'll find, like I said, various classes that you can um, consider taking. There's one called the Ultimate Self-Care Playbook, uh, Discover and Nurture Your Centered Self with Jonathan Van Ness. Um, yeah, you've just got lots of things to try out there. So like I said, that's one month free at skillshare.com forward slash straws. So go and explore your creativity at S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com slash straws and go and get your one month free trial. All right, cool. Let's get to So You Mad. So this week on So You Mad, Sadiq Khan um, said that we, as in Londoners, that we as in Londoners, I'm going to, resp- re- you know, repeat that we are prepared if Put- uh, Putin decides to basically nuke the city or nuke the country, a country. And I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know what's happened to Sadiq Khan in recent years, but I would very much like for him to stop talking. That would be, that would be amazing. He said, well, it says here, London is well prepared in the remote event of Russia launching a nuclear strike on the capital. A spokesperson for the mayor has told um, this news organization, it comes after Russian president Vladimir Putin put his nuclear forces on. Um, He put the nuclear forces on special alert over the weekend in a major escalation of tensions with the West. Um, President Putin said that leading NATO powers had made aggressive um, statements towards Russia in addition to stiff economic sanctions, including cutting several leading Russian banks from the SWIFT banking system, um, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg um, yeah, told CNN that Mr. Putin's invocation of Russia's nuclear arsenal was a dangerous rhetoric. It has heightened fears of an attack on NATO allies. Um, a spokesperson for the mayor of London said, This is dangerous rhetoric and irresponsible posturing from Putin. As the government has already made clear, any risk of nuclear conflict remains remote and we remain united in deterring the most extreme acts of aggression against us and our NATO allies. Um, London has a resilient and well-established system in place to ensure key agencies work closely and effectively together to keep us all safe. This includes keeping Londoners fully uh, informed about any emergencies. Thousands of Ukrainian Londoners and allies have been protesting against Russia's invasion over the past week. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. We're, We're not prepared for shit. We're not even prepared when there's rain, when there's heavy winds, when it's too hot. We're not prepared for the weather. How the hell are we prepared for nuclear missiles? What the fuck are you talking about? This is not the days of the blitz, you know. How is everyone going to fit into the underground? We can barely fit into the underground as it is. And that's not even with everybody using the tube. And people aren't going to wash. So you want us all to get down there. How? Who's prepared? Because more time, it's these, like, government officials and people like that, like, you lot will get out safely, but what about the rest of the mandem? Like, what's happening to the rest of us? I heard that there's some kind of, like, bunker under the Thames, but it's only for, like, government officials. That's probably a conspiracy theory, but I don't know. But that's what they said anyway. So anyway, you lot will be fine. Everybody else is like, oh, well, sucks to be you. 
And Putin is not playing. I don't know why you lot are trying to rationalise with an irrational man. He said, like, nobody wins. Do you know how mad that is? Do you know how mad that is for somebody to enter into a fight with you and to say, like, none of us will win this, as in, I am ready to die here? Please, please, let us cut our cloth according to our size. I keep saying it. Stop acting like we're bad when we're not. Like, what's being done is wild, of course. But, you know... In life, sometimes use your inside voice when you're speaking with people being wild and people being weirdos. Like, I don't I don't even have an answer, to be honest. I just, the whole thing just looks like a madness. But I, for one, know that London is not prepared. COVID, COVID beat our ass. Like, COVID fucked us up. COVID had us on the ground, kicking us in the face. And, but you feel like a nuclear missile that you're prepared for that. Woo! Ooh, I don't know what is in the water in your offices, but it's not good because people are just at this point, you're lying. Sadiq is lying. Um, then I saw a video of the um, rich Nigerian wives of these governors going to uh, Dubai. Um, and again, what I keep saying about like the rich elite, all these governors, all of these um, leaders in various countries, just laughing in our face, like playing in our face. So um, the Nigerian governor's wives, they were led by Bisi Fayemi. Um, they traveled to Dubai to present Aisha Buhari, which is um, Muhammad Buhari's wife, with a birthday cake. Um, all of them traveled to Dubai and they're laughing. And, and what gets me is that it's, it's been recorded there's a video of them arriving at this very, very plush um, location to gift her this birthday cake. And, you know, she's in front of um, a stunning view, very high up. So, you know, that's a motherfucking penthouse. Um, and they're all going to meet her with their scarves and their gold. And one of them even wearing a black Louis Vuitton bag. If I slap, if I slap, you wives of thieves wow and why this is so upsetting is because people are literally dying in nigeria they're dying there's no fuel in nigeria you're having to queue up for hours to just get some you know petrol you're having to do all of these things people aren't even eating properly there's no constant electricity none of that but you raggedy bitches you raggedy bitches in your in your boo-boo you're going, you're going to Dubai to go and do, to do baby girl, to go and do international connection. Wow. You're really doing glamour girl in our faces. Wow. It's, it's to me, it's just, it's just mind blowing. It's really insensitive. It's horrible. And it just goes to show the kind of, there's one auntie that I think that is um, Bisi Fayemi. She's she's got a matching mask. They've made the mask from the Ankara of the dress that she's wearing. And they're really just out here. Wow. Whew. No shame whatsoever. You know that people are sh like suffering, but you know what? Because you're fine. It, honestly, it's the lack of, con it's, it's the lack of care. It's the lack of empathy for poor people. And that they think that this is perfectly okay. Like your country is struggling. Your country's on its fucking knees. And then your country people specifically are on their fucking knees. And then you're like, no, let's go to Dubai. Go meet her in her penthouse and give her a fucking cake. 
I all I hope all of you get explosive diarrhea. And that's what I really want over your lives. I want you to have explosive diarrhea. I want your anus to be itching for 59 days. That's why you stupid cows, you aguayas, aguaya, aguaya times 13. However many of you that were there, your aguayas. Very nonsensical women. People are suffering, suffering in your country. No light, no food, water. Where is it for the girls? but you can be in Dubai doing all of this. And you're doing it also at a time that this crisis is happening in Ukraine and your students are trying to get students that are in Ukraine, just general people, black Nigerians living in Ukraine are trying to come back. And Buhari's telling them, well, sorry, sorry, babes, you you need to figure that out. This is what happens when you have a travel blogger for a president. He'll be doing, uh, what is it, medical tourism. He won't get operated on by his own country people. He'll be going here, there, everywhere to be operated on. Wow. It's a sad state of affairs, but honestly, Nigeria deserves better. The world deserves better. We all deserve better than these motherfuckers that, that are in power because it's really, really upsetting. Like, the cheek of it, the absolute cheek of it. I was blown away when I saw that. I said, you know what? Some of you need to be flogged. Some of you genuinely need to be flogged. Like the poor people need to grab you and 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 whip your bum bum because this is mad. It's really mad. Um. So yeah, I saw that. And moving from one wild behavior to the next, Kanye West's new video came out. Um, it's called, for the song Easy. That's on his new album Donda Two. Um, the music video features uh, Kanye, well, a character that's meant to depict Kanye West, uh, decapitating Pete Davidson or the, the image that's meant to, I guess, represent Pete Davidson. Um, he then takes the head, buries it in the soil um, and then puts some rose seeds on it. I don't know the significance of the rose seeds. And then the roses are growing out of. Oh, didn't he put lo- didn't Kanye put lots of roses in Kim's? He did something for Kim where he got like thousands or is it hundreds and hundreds of roses. I just thought that was highly irresponsible and not really great for the environment. But he did that for her, didn't he? So he's clearly got something that he feels about roses. So, um, yeah, it says here, Kanye West is facing fresh backlash after disturbing scenes in his new music video where Pete Davidson is buried alive. Um, The Jesus Walks rapper released the black and white visuals for his single Easy featuring the game, which has been lifted off his new album Donda 2. One scene in the dark video features an animation of Saturday Night Live comedian Pete being buried by Kanye. Um, God save me from the crash just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. That's part of the lyrics in it. He's heard rapping as the accompanying video shows him as a cartoon dragging what appears to be a restrained Pete with a bag over his head. The rapper then removes the bag from um, from Pete, whose body's in the ground and sprinkles seeds over his head. Um, Yeah, Um, many have deemed the visuals to be inappropriate while criticizing Kanye for his repeated public digs at Pete who is dating the musician's ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. But the courts have now ruled that Kim is um, legally single now, isn't she? Also, although they still probably have to work through um, all the other divorce preceding Higgy Hagar, she's now, um, she's now single, so she can do what she wants. Um, 
Coincidentally, the video has was released hours after a judge agreed Kim could be declared legally single as their div- uh, divorce p- uh, proceedings trudge on. On Thursday, the reality TV star won a request to change her name from Kim Kardashian West back to just Kim uh, Kardashian after a motion was granted by a judge at a Los Angeles County Superior Court. Um, it's all very messy. It's all very messy. And I just hope that nobody gets hurt because the behavior that Kanye is exhibiting at this time is quite frankly disgusting. It's just disgusting. It's not humorous. And I'm rather worried by the number of people that went to go and like that video because, you know, you can see people who you follow and people are liking that video. And I was thinking, are you too? Are you all right? Because surely you can see that this is a problem. And look, Eminem has already done all of that fucking shit. Or I've got Kim in my boot. Or I've got Kim in my trunk. At the time I was like, oh my God, wow, look at these songs. Yeah, yeah. And as you're growing up, you're like, what the fuck? Why was he so obsessed with Kim? What is this? It's okay, go with him, Haley. Like that, you know, white boy trailer park trash um, whole narrative. He played it into the dust right it's not now in 2022 that you're going to come out and be like oh yeah let me depict me doing violent acts to any man or um who's connected with my family or my ex-wife it's just really really messed up and um uh, yeah again if this is what he's doing publicly even when he was talking about oh i could buy the home across the street he's hurting and i know that you can't force somebody to um get the support that they require but if you're not going to get the support that you require, you might just find yourself um, at the mercy of the authorities because this is um, it's unsafe behavior. And it's also me personally, I'm, yeah, of course, concerned about Kim's safety, um, you know, but I'm more worried about the children. Like they will hear things, you know, especially North, like they will hear things. And this is how like i just pray that we can raise children that don't have to now go and be forking out hundreds and hundreds of pounds on therapy because their parents decided to not get their fucking acts together that's all i pray because this is just ridiculous on his part it's just very scary very disturbing and um just disgusting really um it's the best way to put it um yeah well that's that for so you mad i got through that very very quickly i will now big up the second of this week's show sponsors who are express vpn you know what's not fair the fact that netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location and then has the nerve the cheek the audacity to increase their prices on you making you feel like a sugar mummy a sugar daddy a sugar person it's unfair That's right. They've raised their prices once again. Now you could just cancel your subscription in protest or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN like I do. See, you might not know, um, but that's uh, Netflix in your country is completely different from what, say, somebody is watching in the US or Japan or, you know, wherever. Using ExpressVPN, you can control which country you want Netflix to think you're in. Um, And ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from. So every time you run out of something to watch, you could just switch to another country and unlock some new shows there as well. Um, I'm watching, well, right now I'm actually watching what's the, 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 um, Inventing Anna, is that what it's called? I'm watching that Anna Delvey one. That's what I'm watching. And I know that's pretty much um, in most places, but if it wasn't in your place, then you should look it up. 
Um, but yeah, with your one tap of your ExpressVPN button, you can change your location and watch what you want to watch. The best part is that it's not just Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services too. If you're not in the UK, you can use it for BBC iPlayer. So you can see what we're watching. Cause I know that Portia was doing that when she was in Los Angeles. Um, and it's free and you know, you can you can just be watching what we're watching on BBC iPlayer in the UK. So get into it. ExpressVPN is also super fast and works on your phone, laptop, even smart TVs. So you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. So stop playing. Uh, well, so yeah, stop playing first and foremost, but stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash straws. Don't forget to use the link so you can get um, three months uh, of ExpressVPN free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws, expressvpn.com slash straws. Go and get into it and um, yeah, enjoy yourself. Now let's get to Start Your Motors. So this week on Start Your Motors, I feel like everything's a mess. Everything feels a mess in the F1 region. I feel like they're trying to contain it as best as they can, but <laughs> you, whoa. Anyway, uh, pre, uh, we've had actual, the, this testing officially starts cause we've had preseason testing in Barcelona, but, um, actual testing starts in Bahrain on the 10th of March. So if you're like, well, what the fuck is that? Well, that's when we basically see the cars in action properly. So already them man who are um, in Barcelona, wherever, you know, they're already doing the preseason testing. So everyone's already getting a rough idea of everybody's cars, but where we're really going to get a, you know, fairly re- uh, robust idea will be at testing in Bahrain. So that's on the 10th of March and then drive to survive that shows us last year, that shows us the, um, you know, the 2021 season that starts on the 11th of March. And I implore you all to watch it because I really want to know how they've edited everything down um, and how they're going to show what happened at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix because anyhow they show a madness, ha, I will deal with them on that internet. I will deal with them. Um, Then, yeah, the first race of the season um, in Bahrain is on the 20th of March. So it's about to get litty. It's about to get litty. What are we now? Bloody hell, sirens, sirens, and you're not doing anything. Fuck off. Um... But yeah, it's about to get litty. We're on, we're, what is it? Today's 6th of March. This comes out 7th, 20th of March. We're in it, you know, less than two weeks to go. Bloody hell. Um, And then Verstappen has signed a five-year deal with Red Bull. Now, you know how I feel about Verstappen. Based on his comments, based on his behavior, I don't, I'm not a big fan. I'm, in fact, I'm not even a little fan. I'm just not a fan, I would say. Um but it's fine. Um, but even as somebody who's not a fan, I don't think that that was a very smart decision. I don't think signing a five-year deal was a smart decision, but this is how they get a lot of these young drivers. That's why I don't beef him too, too much. Like, because at the end of the day, he's a young guy, you know, he's still figuring it out, teeth and all of that stuff. So he's, um, you know, he's busy. Um, but a five-year deal, I just... Mm, I don't know. Not I, I, a five-year deal with Red Bull, really, girl. Red Bull. Like you better hope that Honda stays providing your engine. That's that's one thing. Um, but I, yeah, I just 
Mm, I think that when people are excited, they're young. He's got his first world championship. Um, that, as far as I'm concerned, wasn't his to have based on that particular race. It wasn't his based on the Abu Dhabi race solely. It wasn't his to have. And you can go and argue with your mother's pussy. I said what I said. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when he quote unquote won, because I'm saying one in inverted commas, when the, when the championship was handed to him in Abu Dhabi, he said, Oh my, I'm so happy. I'm so happy with my team. I'm so happy with Red Bull. I'm so happy. I want us to work together for another 10 years work together for another 10 years and thinking keep saying that you want to work with them for another 10 years you don't even know what you're locking yourself into at the end of the day i'm not god right i can't see into the future like that but i just feel like it is not a smart decision to lock yourself in for five years but at the end of the day anything can happen you know so um maybe they go from strength to strength who knows but even with your bad boy car even with your speedy car Mercedes still won the constructors championship for the eighth time in a row. Let don't let that go over your head. Even with your fast car, due to the talent that a don like Hamilton has, Mercedes still got their eighth constructors championship, the eighth one in the row. So do you want to tie your destiny to Red Bull? Something to consider. Something to consider. Because there's only so much that you can do with um, a, a team that is like second. You know, you could, you're you're really lucky how Bahrain played out. Not Bahrain, Abu Dhabi played out. Very lucky, but five years, I just don't think there's so many changes that you have to consider numerically. Um, and think I don't know too much about numerology, right? You change your car number from thirty-three to one. Maybe that's more powerful for you. We'll have to see. And then you're now signing a five-year deal, a five-year no, a five-year contract to stay with these guys, these energy drink dons. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but to me, it doesn't look good. At least you want to free yourself up to be able to do other things. I would be a bit annoyed if Mercedes were actually to take him on, though, as a driver once Hamilton goes. I just think that he's bad vibes. But, um, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, and obviously, another thing that I found really interesting is that when um, the Black Lives Matter um, protests um, came about in 2020, a lot of drivers were saying things like, oh, um, we need to keep politics out of sports. We're just drivers. We're just here to do this. We're just here to do that. Now that um, Russia invaded Ukraine, suddenly Formula One's like, okay, well, we're cutting ties with the Russian Grand Prix promoter. So the races aren't going ahead in Russia. And then on top of that, they've now, um, um, well, they came up with special rules about anyone who is... Um, what is it russian or belarusian if they're going to race they can't race under their flags they'd have to race under a neutral flag um and things like that and i was just like mm, this is this seems very political this feels very political and sporty all at the same time interesting and then Haas went ahead and dropped Nikita Mazepin that was very interesting to me so if you don't know Nikita Mazepin is russian He's a Russian driver. He drives for Haas. But I use the term driving loosely because Haas, the, the car that Haas has, <laughs> the car that Haas have, is that grammatically correct? 
the, the their car in 2021 was basically a pile of shit it was not great um so mick schumacher michael schumacher's son he drives for them and so does um nikita mazepin and so nikita mazepin being russian um he's now been dropped he's now been dropped from um racing for Haas. and apart from that um he's what is it his dad yeah it's his dad nikita mazepin's dad um is the head um, is the head of one kind of let me bring it up here um what does it say yeah the Haas f1 team announced saturday that they have terminated the contract of russian driver nikita mazepin and sponsor um sponsor euro ural kali that's what i was trying to get so ural kali um is linked to nikita mazepin's dad and it's interesting that this is how these rich boys tend to get themselves into driving so apart from bottas from what i remembered bottas and lewis hamilton all the rest of them man come from money so like if you think about lance stroll who drives for aston martin his dad lawrence stroll is part of you know how aston martin even has money to be there and so nikita mazepin he was coming you know the 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 um appeal of having him drive for Haas so they have money to see through the season is because his dad is one of their sponsors so anyway it says here um following russia's invasion of ukraine it's left Mazepin without a ride for the 2022 Formula One season. Mazepin, a 23-year-old driver from Moscow, has competed full-time for the team. Um, had competed full-time for the team in 2021. Mazepin had brought sponsorship from Russian fertilizer company Ural Kali, which is co-owned by his father Dmitry Mazepin through his company Uralchem. The elder Mazepin is a prominent business figure, so he's an oligarch um, in Russia and was among several of the nation's business leaders who met with President Vladimir Putin to discuss Western sanctions placed on the country following their invasion of Ukraine. So, again, don't let that go over your head, okay? How this guy's dad is connected to Putin. Like, this guy's dad can have um, an audience with Putin just like that. Um, Haas F1 team had removed their car's Russian flag branding from their car for the final day of preseason testing in Barcelona. Now, Haas F1 has taken the action of removing Mazepin and Ural Kali from their team altogether. Now, I don't know too much about how the finances go down for the different teams, but Ural Kali going, I don't know how much money will Haas then be left with to see through the season. Because boy not that i care not that they were doing that great anyway but it it just that is a significant amount of sponsorship to lose basically um they put out a statement on instagram and it says has f1 team has elected to terminate with immediate effect the title partnership of ural kali and the driver contract of nikita mazepin as with the rest of the formula one community the team is shocked and saddened by the invasion of ukraine and wishes for a swift and peaceful end to the conflict um Mazepin was set to remain in F1 this season before he was fired from his team. Um the FIA had announced this week that Russian and Belarusian drivers would be permitted to race in FIA sanctioned international motorsports provided that they race under a neutral flag and agree not to support Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um 
Then Nikita Maspin said, while I understand the difficulties, the ruling from FIA plus my ongoing willingness, willingness to accept the conditions proposed in order to continue were completely ignored and no process was followed in this unilateral step. To those who have tried to understand my eternal thanks, I have treasured my time in F1 and genuinely hope we can all be together again in better times. I will have more to say in the coming um, in the coming days. Um, well, I'm glad that you treasured your time in F1 um, based on your stats. That's the treasure I would let go. Let it flow out to sea. Anyway, um, and I heard that he's, from what I was reading, he apparently doesn't have great character, like he's done some really problematic things. So maybe it's for the best. But I think that that wording was interesting. He was willing to cooperate and do what they were um, saying in terms of um, uh, racing under a neutral flag. But I think this comes down to his dad. It comes down to his dad, what his dad was willing to do. And then, man, if they're having private audiences with Putin, he's not going to say that he doesn't support what Putin's doing. I, do, I just don't see him doing that. Dimitri's like, no, 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 no. He says, no. So whatever you feel like you're doing, your father, who is your money guy, isn't trying to be on the same page. So you got to go, baby. And that's where we found ourselves. Um, and all of these decisions, very swift, you know, very swift, very precise. But when we were now asking for Michael Massey to be fired, everybody was acting like they didn't know what to do. When Damon Hill was talking about, oh, yeah, well, none of us were happy about that video footage when you heard Jonathan Wheatley da, 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 at the um, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Well, what would you suggest we do? But it's interesting that all of you need to ask what you need to do when it's those things. But in this situation, it, everyone was pretty clear. Some guy tweeted from the BBC the other day, and he was like, oh, I work at, for a state. He works at the BBC. He was like, I work for a something, something. And we're not allowed to share our political opinion. So here's a picture of um, a, a blue sky and some daffodils. And basically it was showing, you know, the picture was highly saturated. So it looked like the Ukrainian flag. And I thought, oh, that's wonderful. Because when people are telling you Black Lives Matter, when people are telling you like P um, police officers are kneeling on people's necks and this is happening and, you know, NSARS and all of these things, all of you were quiet. So, of course, I believe that Ukraine deserves the support. I just need you motherfuckers to remember the vim that you had this time just because them people looked like you. Talking about it's not even like they're a third world country. These times, Jamaica that you consider to be a third world country has a higher GDP than them. So what the fuck are you talking about? It's funny how narratives are created around identities and how, you know, when people are invited into the construct of whiteness like and you know with their white skin and all they're invited into the construct of whiteness in order to uphold white supremacy certain things are ignored about their economic status that it's not like they're a third world country well babes based on your definition of a third world country they actually are they actually are so um yeah it's just sad is the best way to de describe it and disappointing that i'm looking at all of these people doing all of these things and it's like raw so you had the energy all along. You just didn't have the energy for anyone who was maybe too black and or too Muslim and or too this or too that. You hate to see it. Truly hate to see it. Um. So, yeah, we'll see how that uh, I have read the name of the guy that they're considering. Is he an Italian guy? I think he's an Italian guy that they're thinking to bring in to replace Mazepin. 
but the name escapes me um so yeah the formula one season is already hotting up and i didn't think that it would be putin that's actually heating it up but here we go uh so that's that for start your motors uh for straw of the week i only have one straw this week um and it goes out to surprise surprise it goes out to the police but it's the american police um again so there's a woman called a black woman called asia maynard um she goes on a date with this white guy and then um ends up dead again surprise 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 they say that the police say that it was it's not something that was suspicious and it's truly mind-blowing that literally everything that they are shown they say that they don't find it suspicious so um it says here asia maynard went on a date with this man isaiah and ended up dead in his apartment the next morning the police say there's no foul play and it looks like she died of natural causes she's 29 people are saying this man is connected to several deaths and no charges what is going on there's a screenshot of um somebody called leah marie tuning who says she went to um middle school and high school with him he's responsible for seven fentanyl overdoses that have been swept under the rug just in the last year isaiah james crown is his name i hope he takes his l soon before somebody else has to die rest in peace pretty so there's very much something about like these um white men going on dates with black women and killing them and then the police being like well there's no foul play and i think that there's something very particular about that is firstly the way that black women are hypersexualized so well she was a whore anyway that's how they'll see it like well why you know you you as a black woman it was your fault for being there anyway um and and the humanity of black women not really being respected and then when you add on top of that the fact that they've gone on a date with a white guy that heightens that idea of oh well she's a whore she's a this she's a she's a that um and so it's not deserving of being um, investigated and of course you've got the black community who will see that that's happened and you'll be like well that's what she gets for going on a date with a white guy like that should be a punishment but again black women go on dates with a lot of you black guys all the time and um it's not like it doesn't end up like this either or some things happen and then you're coming online talking about oh well i'm gonna go and take a lie detector test and all and whatever else that you end up saying to try to abscond from your um responsibilities um her body and her clothes were saturated in blood is what we um i've read um but then they're still like oh but there's no um suspected foul play um so he seems to kind of go around drugging women and there was a white guy who was doing this as well a white gay guy that i remember reading about where just he kept going and finding black gay guys and inviting them to his place they'd be there for weeks on end and then they'd end up dead and the police would be like there's no foul play something's going on here like something is happening here and it's not okay um but yeah like rest in peace asia maynard um and this isaiah crown they're saying that like he goes about changing his name and he does all sorts um but yeah the idea that it was from natural causes it's just weird to me how anytime a black person dies the police will turn around and be like oh it there was nothing suspicious about it think of all of the richard okoroye that he they found him in water didn't they when he went missing in this country in the uk he went missing and they were like oh there's no you know there's nothing suspicious 
blessing when blessing died by the water oh there's nothing suspicious there is definitely something suspicious but you lot aren't looking into it because it's just like oh well oh well it's a black person oh well and then silly motherfuckers will then tweet at me on the internet and be like oh when they say it's nothing suspicious they mean that maybe the person took their own life you don't have to explain it to me i understand what they mean and i'm still saying that i do not agree okay madness madness like what more do you need for you to understand that no something definitely happened here um yeah people are just giving accounts of this particular guy this isaiah crown um and they're all saying like no he knows like he's responsible for numerous deaths and he just keeps um getting away with it he keeps getting away with it so i hope that there's justice for um asia maynard because it's very very similar um similar to lauren smith fields that was the other black woman recently and that was just the beginning of this year she went on a date with a white guy that she met on bumble and then she ended up dead and it's only because they had to push her family had to push and push and push and push for the police to reopen the case because they ruled they were just like no there was nothing suspicious it's fine it's like no it's not fine because she was she was perfectly fine and they were like, oh, they ruled her death as an accidental overdose. How? How? She doesn't take drugs. How? And again, fentanyl was found in her system as well. I'm sure fentanyl will now be found in this Asia Maynard, um, Asia Maynard woman's system as well. Like, whew, I don't know what to say. But, you know, if you can set filters on these things, you might need to just, you know, <laughs> and I'm saying that as somebody that's in an interracial relationship, but you need to be careful you need to be careful because but then i say that and it's just like it almost sounds like victim blaming because it's just like no matter the race of the person as a woman you are like highly vulnerable to random male violence you're like you're just you're just susceptible to it just by existing as a woman and that is scary to me because you'll say put this filter put that filter that's not going to change anything wear this put this flashlight on when you're walking home only walk under lights here lights there you should be able to date who you want to date and know that you will be safe that is the issue and at the moment that's not the case and like i said even in just but just previously it doesn't matter the race race of the person the issue is male violence that's that that is that is what we're dealing with right now and when we now break it down, the violence that's inflicted upon black women and the people who are allowed to get away with inflicting that violence across the board is fucked. It's not just these white men. It's just across the board. It's absolutely fucked. So, you know, justice, we need justice one way or another. And um, these men need to be held accountable because it's clearly a pattern do you need 50 do you need it to happen to 50 women before you're like oh actually it looks like there's something going on here and because you're not taking any of them as suspicious there's no way of being able to um, you know track them and say oh this one is linked to this case and this one's linked to this case and partly that's probably why they do it because they don't want these white guys to get got because they're you're they're complicit a lot of these police officers are complicit so i feel like they can all go and suck their mothers and um yeah and i hope that that's what happens and they pass out and um, never to wake up 
But that is it. That's that for this week's episode of SYM. You can um, support me on Patreon. I'll leave the crowdfund link in the show notes as well. I'll add the links provided in the letter also. And you can follow me on at Kolechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. Um, what else? Kirsty Campbell, I found you, didn't I, you stupid bitch? Okay, peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind